0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this sanctuary worship on Sunday, July 19th. So glad to have you here with us virtually today. I have no major announcements for you except a reminder that there is a ton of church content on the church's Facebook page, our YouTube page, and our podcast. The podcast is The One Prez Pod. It has sermons, devotionals, Sunday school classes, as well as other content, We have three concerts a week on the church's Facebook page as well as the daily devotionals and worship services. Those also stream to our church's YouTube page. So there is plenty of avenues for you to access what's happening here at the church. Also, if you have any special needs or concerns, please do call Tasha or myself. We would love to talk to you. We're trying to keep tabs on as many of you as possible, but there are 300 of you. So if you have anything you need from us, please call. We'd love to talk to you about it. With all that in mind, let's prepare our hearts for the worship of Almighty God.)
1: call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Let us pray. God of all times, places, and people. We pray that you would be present with us now. Be present as we worship you. Guide us. Strengthen us. Transform us through the power of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray in his holy name. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we come before God now not out of dread or fear, but with confidence and trust, knowing that God is ready to forgive us as soon as we turn to him. So now let us confess before God and let us rid ourselves of that weight that we can no longer carry alone. Please join me in prayer. It's printed on your screen. Great God, as we navigate a rapidly changing world, we do so without fidelity. We fail to trust in you, look to you, or follow you as we seek safety and comfort in the midst of this pandemic. As we turn increasingly to our own resources and the hollow promises of others, we stray from you and your promises. We sin. Today we pray that through your grace, our experience of this season might be transformed and we might root ourselves firmly in you, your word, and your son. We pray in his name. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I promise you the good news of Jesus Christ today, which is that the mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. Jesus Christ forgives you of your sin, and he offers you a new life, a new creation. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Let's sing to God's glory.
0: Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes to us from Paul's letter to the Galatians. It's chapter 3, verses 23 through 29. I invite you to listen to God's word. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I found myself sitting in a circle of six-year-olds engaged in a chant. It was the summer of 2008. I was on a mission trip with my church in Illinois. I was joined by a youth from that church in this particular classroom. His name was Jonathan. And this classroom was full of kids from lower-income families in the Chicago area who were spending their summer days in school. And so each day, we would sit down in the morning and we would form a little circle and the teacher would make announcements and we would sing songs and then we would do a chant. And it was the same chant every single day, which concluded our little circle. Would you like to hear the chant? I hope so, because the chant is the focus of the sermon. So here is the chant. It went like this. My body, my body, my body. Not yours, not yours, it's mine. My body, my body, my body. Don't touch! The best part was how they would all yell out, don't touch, at the very end of the chant. Now, because we did this every day, and also because it was a particularly memorable chant, I imported it almost immediately into our mission group, and it became almost a punchline. Don't touch! We would yell at each other. But it was appropriate as well because if you've spent any time with six-year-olds you know that their concept of personal space is not exactly the most conservative. Their space is your space and your space is their space. There is nothing a six-year-old loves more than to get all up in your business and so they would spend their time together getting all up in one another's business and so they learned every single morning that they had to respect the space of the people around them, and they learned it through that chant. My body, my body, my body. Not yours, not yours, it's mine. My body, my body, my body, don't touch. Feel free to use that however you want to in your personal lives. But it's an appropriate chant for us to think about too, especially during this season of our lives. Have any of us ever spent more time thinking about our bodies than we have since the pandemic began? All of us go through seasons where we have aches and pains and illnesses, chronic diseases, but never do all of us go through that season at exactly the same time. I know I've thought about my body a lot more since the beginning of March than I had in the years prior to. Who's standing near my body? Where am I taking it? What am I breathing in? Who would I be exposing if I stood next to them? I have thought a ton about my body over these past few months and so in my mind that chant has changed a little bit now when I think about it my body my body my body I think about how vulnerable it is how exposed it is as I it around in this new diseased world but it's good to think about our bodies from time to time. It's good to not just take them for granted, which is what we do usually until something's wrong with them. And it's good because our bodies have a deep spiritual significance. Our bodies are not just warehouses for the soul. They're not just meat. Our bodies are not just something that we tote around in this life only to be done with in the next. No, our bodies are very important, not just practically, but spiritually. You know that at the very beginning of scripture, as God creates humanity, he creates us in a very special way. He creates us in his own image. The theological term for this is the imago Dei, the image of God. We, you and I, were created in God's image. There is an inherent holiness in the human body, something we rarely think about, but which is there no matter what. Whether we are healthy or whether we are ill, whether we feel great or whether we feel poor, our bodies are a walking testimony to the God who created us. I think that's why we have such a natural, almost primordial fear of deep damage to the body, people that have been deformed, people whose bodies have been damaged. We almost instinctively recoil when we see damage to the body, and it's because of this deep reverence that is instilled within us that we are rarely conscious of, this fact that our bodies point to the God whom we worship. I remember sitting in a seminar a long time ago when I was in seminary with the theologian and New Testament scholar Amy Jill Levine. She was solidly in middle age at that time. She had had several children and she told us this she said sometimes I get up in the morning and when I step out of the shower I stand naked in front of the mirror and I look at my body and its age and its sagginess those were her words and I look at it and I say you were created in the image of God no matter what her body looked like no matter what our bodies look like They carry that natural image of God, the divinity of God's purpose in creating us. But there's more to it than that. There's more to it than just that passage in Genesis. All throughout scripture, the body matters. And in the New Testament, this is true as well. As we begin to try to understand what happened in Jesus Christ, as we begin to try to craft it and understand it in our minds and in our theology, it is natural that we turn to the human body for imagery. In Paul's letter to the Galatians, he talks about it as being clothed with Christ. Clothed with with Christ, he says. This body that God created is then adorned with Christ And he puts it quite succinctly, for all of you who are baptized in Christ are now clothed with Christ. And there's consequences to that. There are consequences to being clothed with Christ. What are the consequences? Does Paul say, you are now baptized and clothed with Christ and therefore you will sin no more? He does not say that. Does he say, All of you who are baptized in Christ are clothed with Christ, and now you will be perfect individuals who will dedicate yourselves to piety. He does not say that. What does he say? He says this All who are baptized in Christ are clothed with Christ. Therefore, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female but all are one in Christ Jesus, the Lord. In our faith, our bodies remind us of something important. They remind us of the shared humanity we have with all the other bodies. It is not just my body, it is my body. Paul's very clear. Ethnicity, economics, gender. These things are wiped away when we adorn ourselves with Christ. We are already created in God's image and now clothed in Christ. Our identity becomes one. My body, my body, my body. It is particularly useful then for us to be experiencing this pandemic together. Do I mean that I'm glad that it's here? Of course, I do not mean that. Do I mean that we should be celebrating it? No, we should not, but we should be learning its lessons. Because here's the thing as we live in these days, as I go around the world worried about my body constantly, as I go around the world worrying about myself, I can only be as safe as the bodies around me are safe. I can only be as healthy as the bodies around me are healthy. Because if they are diseased, if they are ill, then the odds are pretty good I too will become diseased and I too will become ill And then the healthy people that come into my orbit will similarly be diseased and similarly become ill. This pandemic has reminded us that our bodies are not just individual organisms running around this world, but they are connected to one another. And that, my friends, is exactly what Scripture is trying to teach us. All of us are created in the image of God All of us are one in our baptism. All of us who are clothed in Christ are one people. And all of us in the face of COVID 19 are one. And so we hear it a little differently, don't we? My body, my body, my body. It's not just mine. Yours is not just yours. These bodies that we have carry great significance. Do we not believe that Christ's Son came into this world? Do we not believe that Jesus was incarnate in this world? Of course we do. It is a bedrock belief of those of us who call ourselves Christian that Christ was incarnate in this world. And in what form did that incarnation happen? Did Jesus show up as a translucent angel? Did he show up in the form of some sort of half-animal, half-human demigod? No. He showed up dressed like this, wearing this. Jesus was human just as we are human Jesus had thoughts. He was hungry. He got tired. He was angry. He was happy. Jesus laughed. Jesus used the toilet. Of all the things that God could have used to adorn his only son, he chose the human body. My body, my body, my body. The truth of the matter is this, that every time we look at ourselves, we are looking at something far greater than we imagine. We are looking at the very image of God. And when we look at ourselves, we see that image, and we remember that the same God who created us like this sent his son like this, and it is in the name of that son that you and I were baptized. And what were we baptized into? Were we baptized into an ethnicity? Were we baptized into an economic status? Were we baptized into gender? No, we were baptized into Christ. And when we are clothed with Christ, all are one. This body that we carry around in this world should always point us back to the God who created us and all the bodies that surround us. And it should always remind us that we are one. Don't the words change just a little bit more now? my body, my body, my body. Amen.
1: Let us join our hearts together in our prayers today. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, you are our redeemer. You became like us that we, this unpromising, raw material that we are, that we might be saved from despair and might grow in love to be more like you. We give you thanks and praise for that redeeming work in our lives. And we pray that we might show the image of God, the image that God has placed in us of his very self, that we might show that more and more in this world. We pray for your world this day, a world that seems mad with violence, a world that is facing extraordinary challenges. And we pray for the individuals within that world, so many who are hurt and distressed at this time. Lord, there are so many, and so we pray your presence with them. Hear our prayer. Lord, we pray that we might at this time act justly, that we would judge as we would like to be judged, that we would lay aside our own prejudices for the sake of this world, for the sake of of our country, for the sake of our community. O oh Christ, we pray to be more like you. We cannot do this without your work in our lives. And so Christ, please be present with us. Hear our prayer. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be at work in our lives and in this world, that the Spirit would continue to sustain us, to strengthen us, to be our advocate in our anxious hearts, a friend inspiring us. Look gently on this world, we pray, Look gently on us, we pray. We offer you our prayers this day in the name, the holy name of Jesus. And we pray as he has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. We have again this week in our worship an offering of beautiful music for you. It is my prayer that you will take this time to re-offer again your life to the Lord answering the call he has upon you. If you would like to give an offering to your church you of course can. We have an online giving button on our website or of course you can mail a gift to the church office. But for now, in our worship, let us return our lives the gifts God has given us. Let us return them to the Lord.
2: As my window
0: Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for the many ways in which you have blessed us. We are so grateful for one another, grateful for your presence in our lives, grateful for the gifts we have received from you. We return our humble tithes and offerings to you that they may be used for your glory in this place and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, my friends, may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storms. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once more into these doors. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you.